On today's episode, we'll be going over the results of the Critics' Choice Awards, two new Mission Impossible movies have been announced, and the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer has been released. Let's get started. This is Off the Break Podcast, presented by Silver Screen Insider. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Off the Break Podcast. I am hosting today, me, Kyle, yours truly. <laughs> and of course, I am joined by uh, my good friend, Eric. What is going on? Oh, not not a whole lot. Just grinding through award season. Yeah, grinding through award season. One ceremony after another, after another, after another. And it's, you know, kind of the same. It's it's starting <laughs> to take a toll on me, too, yeah, like mentally. Like, like, come like on, let's just... Let's just get it over with, watch the Oscars so we can move on. Aren't the Oscars supposed to be uh, coming out with their nominations uh, Tuesday, next Tuesday? The 22nd, yeah, a week from today. Oof. Okay, so at least we have that to look forward to. Um, and About time. And we do have to get over the hump about the Critics' Choice Awards before we get into Oscar nominations, so do you want to start off with that? Uh, yeah, uh, let's just breeze right through them. It's not really anything too different from the other ceremonies. Um I guess just start from the top, maybe. And, yeah, and go down. Start with the big one, the best picture, who uh, was won by Roma, Falso mm-hmm. Karan's Netflix movie. Yep, that's that that critical darling. It's sweeping awards left and right. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I I'm not really that surprised. Uh, unlike the Golden Globes, Critics' Choice is a lot more kind of. Oh, what's the word? Criticy. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> you know, it's. It's it's not surprising that Roma won here, and mm. it it gives me a lot more. It makes me a lot more sh- uh, certain that it'll, it could very very likely win the Oscar. Yeah, I think it's becoming more likely. I don't think people here are starting to be afraid that oh, it's a Netflix movie. That means <laughs> we have to nod nominate. Like I think it's kind of becoming a proven guarantee that like even Netflix movies deserve kind of their fair share. And well, I feel yeah, like this is. And I mean, they gonna be changing. The studio can't, or the not the studio, the industry, the academy, these Mm. the more maybe classical like, you know, no films are meant to be playing in in cinemas. You know, again, an understandable viewpoint. But when you have a film as renowned and revered as Roma, something that you know is is undeniably a work of art. Yeah. They can't really use the whole yeah, but it's Netflix as a yeah as an argument. It's it that'd be it'd be very hard to do. And I thought that there's been very good chances of Netflix movies being nominated even before Roma. So to finally yeah. have this happening, like I think that's well, it's good for the Netflix studio as well. But it's also um, kind of like the next step into like how the industry is changing. Yeah, for no, better I mean, or for worse. And I'm sure because I mean Netflix is. They're going all in on Roma and right. especially Alfonso himself. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can tell that they really want to win this. Yeah. Because they know that if they do, they can finally be like, okay, boom, see, we told you. We're real. Yeah, we're real. We make real movies. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of bad original mm-hmm. stuff too, but that doesn't mean we can't come up with a few gems. Yeah, that doesn't mean we can't get these talented yeah. Uh, masters of the craft to be able to come up with something great and i just wonder you know if roma uh wins i can't help i i can't help but think that you know going down the line in the next it, you know even this year mm-hmm. netflix is kind of going to double down on their 
awards season prestige pictures. Oh, probably. You know, they're going to be... Aren't they the ones coming out with the Irishman with... Yep. Um, I mean, that with Martin Scorsese directing, and then they have... Robert De Niro, Al, or Al Pacino, mm-hmm. and I think Joe Pesci is in it again. I think he is. I think yeah. he's um, like coming the, back to act. The class, like the seminal gangster movie lineup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, they have that. That's definitely, I mean, just based on the talent involved. The, the, yeah, exactly. You, you have know, to think that it's a heavy hitter, a contender again. So, so yeah, I think, I think this is kind of like a, a watershed moment. It's... Roma's already doing really well. Mm-hmm. It's done well enough already that Netflix is is not going to abandon this, this strategy. Oh, yeah. They have no need to. Like, it's working. And, it, I mean, it's clearly also working because it also won for best foreign language film. Yeah. Which, that that wasn't too surprising. I think that no, was if it, the leader to begin yeah. with in that category. <laughs> yeah, there's there is very little chance it didn't win that. Yeah. So, um, I think now it's going to be one of the big leaders in the best picture nominations for the Oscars. Oh, absolutely. I mean, first I thought it was going to be Stars Born, then The Favorite. And... Has Stars Born won any Best Picture award at I any feel like of these it hasn't. award shows? It hasn't shows? been winning much lately. I don't think it has either. I mean, yeah, Best Original Song. but Which which won here for the Critics' Choice as well. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is a good segue into the next award, though, for Best Actress. Lady Gaga tied with <laughs> So with she Glenn. technically won. Yeah. But they had to share the <laughs> award, I guess. Yeah, Lady Gaga won for A Star is Born, while Glenn Close won for The Wife. And I think that really means that Glenn Close could be yeah. now a leader in, the, I, fa- in uh, the Best Actress category. Yeah, this pretty much cements it. I think I think it's Glenn Close's award. It's her award to lose, pretty much. I didn't even think about it going into this year that, based on her uh, resume and all of the great work that she's yeah. done in the past, that this could be one of those years where... The Academy decides to give uh, the veteran actress to mm-hmm. give her that award just based on her career. And I'm sure the performance is fantastic. It's yep. still one of those movies I have yet to see. Yeah, it's going to so be coming here, here soon. I can't base it on what I've gonna, seen. It's going to finally be coming here for like one night only. I'm going to try and check it out. Oh, I, yeah, that's not surprising. I think it's going to be going to a lot of other theaters Especially around Especially now the that US. it's winning Best Actress Awards. It's, yeah. You know, kind of hopefully give it kind of a resurgence. I still think, though, that Olivia Coleman, we still got to watch out for her. Yeah, I, I know. She is going to be right behind Gaga keep, and Close. Yeah, I keep my mind is still in that Golden Globe separating them by drama and comedy yeah. mindset. Um, yeah, because I think Critics' Choice does that, too, though, didn't they? Yeah, well, which could lead us into the next category, which is Best Actress in a Comedy, yeah. which went to Olivia Coleman. Yeah. So, so they not brought that so up. So this is like the Golden Globes where they separate it. If they don't separate it, I mean, the Oscars obviously don't, mm-hmm. that will be interesting to see Olivia Coleman pit up, pitted against Glenn Close, Lady Gaga. Because, I mean, there's no way Olivia Coleman doesn't get nominated. I think at this point she is a lock, for sure. Yeah. And I think we've known that for a while, too. So that will be interesting to see, because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was not expecting Glenn Close to be kind of sweeping the awards. Well, on the other side of that, we have Christian Bale in Vice winning for Best Actor and Best Actor in a Comedy. Yeah. Um, I feel like it's kind of redundant to have him winning for both. Yeah. But whatever. I was, I was, I was like, if I, like, I imagine if I was that person, you know, like having to go up there and like give two speeches, you know? Like, yeah. Do you, you just go up and you're like, well, thanks again. Yeah. Uh, what I said last time. Ditto. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, uh, I think it was for the Globes. Alfonso Cuaron walked up and he was holding like for a second time or third time or whatever it was. And he was holding like 
multiple awards and he's just like, uh, I, okay, then I guess the same <laughs> thing I said. I don't know if I need to add any more. So it, it's always funny whenever people win for multiples because they're unsure if they're even going to win for yeah. multiples. So they don't quite it's come just prepared. like, oh, please, I don't want to look like a, you know. <laughs> just like self a Self-entitled, yeah. Yeah, self-entitled dits going up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Best Supporting Actor went to Mahershala Ali for Green Book and Best yep. Supporting Actress went to Regina King for If Beale Street Could Talk. And that's about similar to what happened with the Globe. Yeah. So I feel like there it's... could be a real shot for both of these two to be the winners. Yeah, I would I'd say it's like 90 90-95%. Mm-hmm. Regina King gets it. Mahershala Ali probably will now that he's been winning all these, but I don't know. Um Yeah, he, he'll probably get it. I really thought Richard E. Grant was going to win more. I than kept he thinking has that been. he was going to be the front runner just from all the buzz I've been hearing, but I mean, Green Book has been able to get past many 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 different kinds of <laughs> Uh, controversy so yeah. it's great to see that Ali is still getting those wins despite all mm-hmm. that yeah it's it's just weird that it's been able to keep getting projected and keep getting nominated so good for it um, Regina Keene is also awesome to see just because there's a lot of competition in that category for like one movie and that one movie being the favorite yeah because <laughs> you know the, both those two actresses are going to get nominated as well but Absolutely. the fact that she keeps winning over those two yeah and I mean going back to like kind of what we talked about a episode or two ago i part of me does wonder if it's like they're both so good how do i pick one oh let's just let's go with regina yeah i don't think that's necessarily the case but you know who knows if that plays a small part in it again i still haven't been able to see beale street yeah my, myself I really as well. really wanted to come here so i can finally see it yeah we, it'll, um, it'll come here soon we have to we have to pray <laughs> we have to pray that it's gonna happen but yeah no i'm i'm happy for her and i'm really excited to see her performance yeah and speaking of the favorite that won for best acting ensemble personally like i am not sure about that just because like yes the supporting actress actresses and the lead actress did a great job but other than that though it wasn't really much of an ensemble piece to me I feel like yeah, I mean I guess when others. you think of ensemble you think of more than three people. Yeah. Three's kinda it's kinda like your average amount of yeah. characters for a movie. So yeah, no, I can see that. When I think ensemble, I'm thinking, you know, five, six, seven Exactly. People. Yeah. I mean uh, just as an example, like if Beale Street could talk could be classified as that, just because there's so many talented people going into that that are yeah. part of the supporting cast and that really racks up to that six well, seven what, eight who, what, number who are the other nominees for that i don't know i do not have that in front of me because if i could see the other the other nominees it's like i, I don't know the favorite yeah that has it has a couple of those supporting uh characters like nicholas holtz's character and i mean couple other people <laughs> yeah i mean but i can only think of Nicholas those Holtz, but even movies. even still he was fine like i wasn't really blown away by that one but that one yeah, performance I mean, he was, necessarily he, yeah, here he was, we go um in the, in this category it was black panther crazy rich asians the favorite vice and widows i mean okay the, I, I mean the wi- widows has more characters than yeah exactly the favorite. And, that's that's kind of more what i think of when i think of ensemble vice could vice. probably be an argument for that yeah black panther also has a really great cast like a couple of unknowns uh for some people but even still like they yeah. really play a part into what makes that movie great i guess i, guess I just I, I don't know i don't know the criteria for what qu- constitutes an ensemble they, i mean neither do i doesn't. that's just that's just, maybe there isn't anything maybe that's just yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those awards. It's like, I don't know what it means, but okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll just roll with it. That was just a thing that I wanted to 
talk about some. But uh, one thing that I was really excited for was Best Young Actor and Actress went to Elsie Fisher oh, for yeah. eighth grade. And yep. I know that category was pretty stacked as well. Like, there was a lot of great uh, child actors and actresses mm-hmm. oh, for sure. going into that one. Oh, I was happy to see her come out on top. Yeah, she just makes that movie <laughs> terrific. Um, Best Director also went to Alfonso Cuaron for mm-hmm. Roma. Yep. And we've talked about that so much. Like, that's not a huge surprise. No, I think he's going to probably win the Oscar again. Mm-hmm. Uh, two times, well, not in a row, but, you know, last his time, career. his last movie, he won Best Director with Gravity, and he'll probably win it again this time. Yeah. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse won for animated feature. People need to go yep. see this still. Yep. That's that's I think all people we have. Are, people are. It's another one of those things that's just kind of undeniable. Mm-hmm. Like if you actually see it, yeah, it's just it's just in a league of its own compared to the other movies that are frequently in the nominee slots. Yeah, and we have a full podcast episode, a few um, notches down that is nothing but talk about <laughs> Spider Man into the Spider Verse. So check that out as well. Nothing but great things to say about it. And then uh, I like all this stuff that they added: best action movie. Went yeah. to Mission Impossible Fallout. I mean, how could it not? <laughs> it's some of the great stunt work. And we're going to talk about Mission Impossible later. So that, that'll that be fun uh, down the road here. But uh, anyway, Best Comedy went to Crazy cr- ugh, excuse me, crazy Rich Asians. Um, I still I still have not seen that one. But I yeah, keep I mean, hearing such great things in that it is one of the I'm best comedies. I guess I'm confused because it, it won Best Comedy, but it didn't win Best Acting Ensemble or Best Actress in a comedy. Yeah, I don't see. I, yeah, those I don't, are the things that just don't line up to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't know how that's. How stuff are works. you doing this? <laughs> uh, best sci- sci-fi horror film went to A Quiet Place. I was happy about that. Yeah, me too. I mean, I was happy for that or Hereditary. I forget yeah. who was nominated. I mean, I'm Hereditary. Sure I personally liked more, but I I like that a movie as uh, mainstream, but as well done as A Quiet Place can get some industry love. Yeah, definitely. Uh, best original screenplay went to uh, First Reformed, and mm-hmm. you've saying your praises about it. Here, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like... just happy to see it. It's, it's a yeah, it's it's very well done screenplay. Yeah. Okay, uh, best adapted screenplay went to If Beale Street Could Talk. We've been hearing lots of great stuff about that script. Still have to see it. Yep, and we're gonna try to. We're gonna try to so bad before it comes Oscar time. Uh, best cinematography went to Roma. That I agree with. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because it's just done by Alfonso himself. That's probably why he had so many awards when he went up. Yeah, Winning true. Best director, best cinematography, best one like the majority of them. Yeah. It feels like uh, best production design went to Black Panther. That one doesn't surprise me as well. Nope. Costumes, the environment. Yeah, they brought the whole. I mean, everybody who saw it, you know, you feel like you're immersed in Wakanda. It's like, yeah. It's yeah. And that's what, and it also is Definitely part of what makes the it. movie so great. Best editing went to First Man. That one I, I was that I was happy about that. I like that a lot. I, yeah. I was really happy because that I mean that was one of the standout among among the many things that I love in the movie. <laughs> right, right. That that was one of the standouts to me too. Uh, costume design. Speaking of which, goes to Black Panther. Yep. Which again we've talked about that, that Afrofuturism. People love it. Yeah, it's awesome. Best hair and makeup goes to Vice. That's not too surprising. <laughs> uh, visual effects also went to Black Panther, and then best song goes to Shallow from A Star Is Born. And best score goes to Justin Hurwitz for First Man. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, um, probably a few more winners here that I personally agree with than some of the other ceremonies, mm-hmm. you know, like First Reformed and First Man and things like that. But yeah, like we've been saying with all of these award ceremonies, it's kind of the 
the likely outcome of the Oscars is becoming clearer and clearer. Yeah. So I think we still just have like the producers guild, I think. Are they announcing their winners before the Oscars? Yeah. The Oscars are the last ones right. to announce anything. Okay. So I don't know. I, there's so many. <laughs> like I can't keep up with if they have announced their nominations or if they've actually announced the winners. I don't know. But <laughs> I mean, we've been following so much of it. It just so all blends that, together. Yeah, it really does. Uh, so, yeah, we were talking so much about Mission Impossible because it won um, Best Action Movie like at the Critics' Choice Awards. We've been hearing so much about Christopher McQuarrie and like what he's going to do after Fallout. But now it sounds like he's not going to do anything new quite yet. It sounds like he's signed on for uh, two more <laughs> Mission Impossible movies. Yeah, back he's going to film them back to back. That's crazy because you know i remember after follow came out people were like so what are you gonna do are you gonna tackle james bond are you gonna do a dc movie dc movie he's like i i just need a break like that movie took so much out of me mm-hmm. and here we are he's like uh yeah i guess i guess i don't need that long of a break and he's coming back for two more that's i mean i'm excited of course yeah totally he, he was he's probably the best director that Sirius has had yet um, yeah, I mean, uh, him and Brad Bird are definitely yeah. the top two. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. It's just we don't have a whole lot to go on other than that they're planned to release the summers of 2021 and 2022, I believe, which is a weird year to say out loud now that I think about it. Yeah, it's it doesn't just really like, roll off the, the tongue. That into, <laughs> that much into the future, huh? All right. The Not new, weird at all. The new roaring 20s. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the, of course, the first thing – I thought of and that a lot of people are thinking of are first of all how how slash um are they even going to try to top fallout you know oh yeah because all of the mission impossible po- possible so far in addition to just getting better mm-hmm. except for mission impossible 2 um we don't talk about mission they've, impossible they've just gotten <laughs> they've gotten bigger and more like you know almost physics defying yeah you know i mean they're not the stunts get bigger real but it's it's just increasingly more difficult to believe like oh my god how are you doing this they have to do something on a rocket ship yeah i mean those were like they were like jokes (laughs) and memes when fallout came out you know in addition to like tom cruise is going to sacrifice his life for the series oh for sure people are like the only (laughs) thing that's left is if you know ethan hunt like goes to the moon somehow yeah like and. he skydives from the moon, <laughs> but like <laughs> all we were, the way to Earth. <laughs> like we were talking about in the office earlier. Part of me, I don't think it would be that bad of an idea for them to kind of strip it down, kind of mm. dial it back, at least for like Mission Impossible Seven, you know? Yeah, just kind of because Fallout was just every single one of those set pieces could have been the big thing mm. in any other movie, but Fallout's like, no, we're just gonna do all of them. So yeah, Fallout the- was just such a such a spectacle. Mm-hmm. I don't know how they could possibly top it, and I don't want them, not that they would, but, you know, I don't want them to be thinking, like, oh, man, we got to top this. We got to go bigger. Bigger is better. We got to continue to outdo ourselves and sacrifice the, you know, just a good story yeah. and characters in the process. So, again, pure speculation time, but mm-hmm. it gives you a lot to think about because I was not expecting to read that this morning. I wasn't, I mean, I wasn't too shocked that he was going to be resigned, but I was just shocked by the fact that he's going to be doing two of them back to back, like at this, 
pretty much filming them at like the same the time. Worst possible film shoot. I'm not worst, but it just like exhausting. stressful, exhausting. Yeah, I mean they did that for Avengers, and that would be super exhausting. Mm-hmm. And and this isn't like to the level of Avengers, but I mean the fact that you have to do all that stunt work, not just for one movie. Oh yeah, but I mean Avengers two. probably uses a lot more like green screen and wires. Yeah, Tom like at least. Like, yeah, I don't do that. <laughs> it's just like the personalities that you have to make sure to fit all in with Avengers. But here, like, not only do you have to worry about the stories for two of them at the same time, but you also have to worry about the stun work for two of them at the same time and not yeah. just for one. So I hope that he's not too burnt on this because I really want these two to be great. Yeah. And I also wonder, speaking of story, is if it's going to be like a part one, part two type yeah, thing. Yeah, no, I remember you I mean, brought that up earlier. I thought that was interesting. I didn't really think about that. Because I wonder why other than it being cheaper just to, just to shoot them back to back but why make them at the same time other than it just being one long story well, yeah, none of the other parts. mission impossibles have come out even close to that no they only far but or close together yeah they film in between what three to four years probably yeah the first one was like well the first one and the second one were probably the closest together i think the first one was like I don't know, somewhere in the late 90s. It could have been like anywhere from 96 to 98, 99 maybe. And then the second one I think was like 2001 or 2002. That sounds about right. I know the third one was 2005. 2006? 2006, yeah. 2006. So and first then... Mission Impossible was in 96. Second one was in 2000. Third one had like the biggest gap probably with uh, Mission Impossible 3 in 2006. Uh, Mission Impossible 4 in 2011. Well, they were probably – that's probably also just as long. Uh, Mission Impossible – I don't know where I'm at now. Five. Rogue uh, Nation was when? 20... 2015. And yeah, now so you're looking at an average of like four or five years in between. Okay, yeah. And all of a sudden we're going to have one literally right after the other one. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I kind of – part of me thought we were kind of done with the whole part one, part two thing. But maybe I not. Mean, or it could just be going, again, the Avengers route where it's like, yeah, it's one long story, but it's not necessarily like part one, part yeah, two. Yeah, they just like, don't want to call it that. Yeah. It'll just be like a crazy cliffhanger, like Ethan, like his space helmet cracks and he's like gasping for air floating <laughs> through space. Because it's going to be in space. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has to be. <laughs> and he's just clawing at his throat, drifting alone through space, and then it just ends. Yeah, so I've that's what I'm wondering if maybe it's going to be a two-parter. That wouldn't be too surprising as well. That'd be crazy. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm excited. I, it's still a ways out, but yeah, but at least we know that we have trust in McQuarrie and in this franchise. He has a great relationship with Tom Cruise, and you know they're going to be coming out with some crazy stuff in this franchise. We've got two awesome new action films to look forward to in the next decade. Yeah, <laughs> really though. Yeah, it, it's that. So that was some uh, pretty exciting news. Uh, but on top of that, uh, something else that was pretty exciting and, and a little bit surprising, too. I wasn't prepared to see this, but no. this, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, or its teaser trailer, I guess. Official teaser trailer? I, I don't know. It always is exhausting to figure Official it out. Official theatrical teaser international trailer. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Uh, so you guys can see the trailer on our site at silverscreeninsider.com. Just search for Spider-Man. Trust me, you'll find it in like a second. <laughs> Uh, and on top of that, we also have an uh, official synopsis for it, which as follows, Peter Parker returns in Spider-Man Far From Home, the next chapter of the Spider-Man Homecoming series. Our friendly neighborhoods, uh, excuse me, our friendly neighborhood superhero decides to join his best friends, Ned, MJ, and the rest of the gang on a European vacation. 
However, Peter's plan to leave superheroics behind for a few weeks are quickly scrapped when he begrudgingly agrees to help Nick Fury uncover the mystery of several elemental creatures' attacks, creating havoc across the continent. Which is, which is exactly <laughs> what we saw in the trailer, pretty much. Yeah. Um, first thing I'm going to say, I really am getting worried that just in terms of like the general population, people are going to be just like over Spider-Man. You know, you don't think Homecoming helped switch that? No, I mean not in terms of like quality, but you know, a lot of people like they'll feel like like they just can't get away from Spider-Man because you know you had Homecoming and then Infinity War and then he died and there are all of these memes about like Mr. Stark I don't feel so good right and then there was Spider Verse which is you know getting a big surge right now because of its awards mm -hmm. and now we have this trailer. I still just I'm not sure how many how well the general population can differentiate between the different spider-man series series you know like yeah i guess I, I mean i'm lifelong diehard spider-man fan i'm of course i love this trailer yeah it's spider-man <laughs> but you know people i just especially now that it's award season it's like the peak of award season people are going to be hearing buzz about into the spider-verse winning right. all of these movies then they see another spider-man movie trailer mm -hmm. you know people were already confused when the spider-verse came out they're like wait what this is a different spider-man i thought this was like a tv show mm -hmm. you know i just don't want marvel to just kind of oversaturate spider-man again because that's kind of what happened when he the first two attempts died off right especially uh between spider-man 3 and amazing spider-man yeah. there was that that's mainly what i fatigue yeah. and then there was that worry going from amazing spider-man 2 to spider-man homecoming yeah but, I mean, the difference here is that, you know, they've been consistently good. Well, yeah. I mean, all... Well, Spider-Man was one of the highlights in Civil War when we first were introduced to him. I thought Homecoming was a very good movie. Mm -hmm. um, Spider-Man was one of my favorite parts of Infinity War. For sure. We all know how incredible Into the Spider-Verse is. Which I feel like will could help. I Yeah, see, that's... It I, could I'm help. Ho I'm hoping that people see that and they'll be like, whoa, Spider-Man's actually like really cool. Let's watch more of him. Yeah. Oh, there's a Far From Home Spider-Man Because <laughs> I like this trailer a lot. There's a lot in too. there that I liked. Um, yeah, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I'm I'm just hesitant that they... that You know, regardless of the quality of the films, there might just be too much Spider-Man for the general public to put up with honestly i didn't even think of that until you mentioned it and now that's now i'm i'm getting worried so thank you <laughs> yeah, people are gonna be like oh my god not another spider-man <laughs> well I it's mean, like no no it's probably gonna be good i mean there was an argument to be made that that could happen because we saw that with star wars especially and it did happen <laughs> well yeah it it did happen uh with star wars between the short amount of time of last jedi and solo a star wars story that mm -hmm. I feel like the one difference, though, is that Spider-Verse was really, really well-received, and that'll help yeah. it more. Yeah. No, I, I think so. I just wanted to say that, because this one thing I thought about. But onto the trailer itself. Yeah. yeah let's I thought, let's I thought, digest it. Let's talk about it. Let's go the, all out. I thought the trailer was great. Um, there obviously seems to be a little bit like of a, of a time jump between Homecoming and this one. For sure. Because, you know, Spider-Man kind of died in between. Did he? I don't remember uh, that. <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, no. Did that happen? I must have <laughs> left the theater for that part. I just love how Marvel, they just know, they're like, yeah, there's no way we can, you know, not advertise our upcoming movies. Yeah. But also, there's there's no way we can advertise them without completely kind of spoiling 
parts of Endgame. It doesn't feel like they did, though. No, because, I mean, nobody thought Spider-Man was dead, dead. Oh, I you mean... Know, nobody if, thought he wasn't if, coming back. And if uh, Marvel even did that, that's a ballsy move to yeah. do. Especially when you just got Spider-Man back, like, yeah. what, two, three years ago? <laughs> so, yeah, that that's funny and all, but right. the trailer itself... I keep getting distracted. The trailer <laughs> itself... I'm trying to get you focused. <laughs> it was very good. Um, yeah. I love the heroic take on that classic Spider-Man theme song that plays throughout it. Oh, so good. I loved... You know, I just loved seeing Tom Holland back as Peter Parker. So you know, good. All of the supporting <laughs> cast. I don't think I saw any Martin Starr, though, and that made me sad. He's like, they're... I hope that he leads them. Oh, he needs to come back. I hope he leads them on their <laughs> next like field trip. the funniest parts of, the, of Homecoming. Yeah, such small moments, but mm-hmm. he's, he's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah so I, I hope for that, too. Yeah, I mean, it's it looks like, like in the synopsis, a lot of it takes place in different places around Europe. Mm-hmm. I think I saw them in Venice. Uh riding on the gondolas you know there's i think they're in london as well yeah i mean the poster for the movie has all these tourist stickers True, like all the stickers of like spider-man's which i think is very clever by the way mm-hmm. i really enjoyed that the biggest thing that takeaway i had was because going in we kind of knew that mysterio was supposed to be the the main bad guy Jake or Gyllenhaal. Is he? <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio, who looks fantastic oh, it's for like so the good. 10 seconds he's on the trailer. It's better than what I thought but it would he be. He looks so good. It's better than what I thought it could be. It's amazing. But now that you hearing you read the synopsis, which I actually hadn't read before, about these elemental things, you know? Oh, it just, it just dropped with the trailer. Because the very beginning of the trailer looked like a giant Sandman. But then later in the trailer, yeah. you see what I assumed was like Hydro Man. I know. So are they just like... I mean, are they actually supposed to be Sandman and Hydro Man, or are they just supposed to be kind of these elemental whatever? See, I I was wondering that too because um, I most I saw like a bit of the sand, but I didn't think of Sandman, and then I saw like some fire, and I didn't really think of like the Molten Man, who's another yeah. deep dive Spider Man villain. But I noticed especially Hydro Man, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> whoa, are they fitting in Hydro Man too? That's a crazy decision to do. Yeah, and see the 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 takeaway i got from that initially i was like "Uh uh-oh like it seems like superhero movies never learn from this like the sequel they always try to just cram in even more villains more and more villains and naturally they're gonna get shortchanged and it kind of becomes cluttered and Mm -hmm. and you know part of me also because i'm i love spider-man so much and i know all these things about his villains i don't want to see even if they are as minor as hydro man i don't want to see him (laughs) i don't want to like get excited like whoa i never thought i'd see him on screen and then have him just immediately dispatched like like venom in spider-man 3 yeah amazing (laughs) see all of the spider-mans have done this yeah well i mean spider-man 3 amazing spider-man 2 and now maybe this one well i got a theory for you on that what if um because Mysterio, he's an illusionist pretty much. Like yeah. he, he pretends that he has magic, but really it's technology that helps him come up with these crazy illusions that make him look more powerful than he actually is. I'm wondering if these aren't necessarily villains. I'm wondering if he creates quote-unquote Hydro-Man, Sandman, Molten-Man. Oh, so he can... Because, yeah, I guess in the trailer, he's kind of like... Because in the trailer, he, they make him out to be like a sudden hero. Yeah, like Europe's superhero. One of yeah, Europe's, Europe's superheroes. That's a good point. So maybe he's like... Cause in all the other they media, look generic as heck. Yeah, in all the other media that we've seen, Mysterio, and he's kind of a phony. You know, he's kind of just oh, a that's dorky. What he is. He's like a geeky, jealous, insecure guy who's very smart. Yeah, he puts on these elaborate shows with his technology. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe he's like, there's really no threat 
it's all well maybe they're maybe they're as an actual threat but mm. he's creating it all so that he can come in and save the day and he looks like the hero but really <laughs> people he's just applaud making him this stuff up yeah that's what i'm wondering that's a good that's a good idea i yeah, think that, I'm, I'm that might thinker. be what they're doing i'm a thinker <laughs> <laughs> and then oh that'll be such a sad villain though you know and then peter's gonna like have to beat him up and be like quentin you don't gotta do this to get people to like you but that will but that will <laughs> help like make such a great villain though oh absolutely that's why mysterio's a fan favorite because like he like you were saying how you're explaining this character like he is this kind of dorky guy but he's also like a really intelligent man that can create these illusions to make mm-hmm. himself look better than he actually is and to have that as a villain, especially That's with good what idea. Marvel's doing with <laughs> changing the game on how they portray their villains, <laughs> I like this a lot. Yeah, I, that's that's my theory, man. I, I yeah. think yeah, that's, that's what we're gonna be having. Uh, but that being said, I don't know. I still don't know what the biggest threat of this is gonna be because I feel me, like it's a bait and switch with Mysterio. Maybe part of me also kind of. I hope it's not though, because like this is this is the first Marvel movie to come after Endgame, yeah. and Endgame's already like the stakes could not possibly be higher. Mm-hmm. So part of me kind of hopes that it's just kind of like how homecoming was a smaller scale story, you know? And I, and there's still, for the most part, it still feels there's elements of that, but anyway, yeah. continue. I'm kind of hoping that this one is just content with having just kind of an insecure, dorky Quentin Beck Mysterio, mm-hmm. just kind of getting out of hand in an effort to make people like him. Right. And then Spider-Man stops him and learns something about himself in the process. <laughs> I am interested to see how much how big of a role Nick Fury has, though. I like that it seems like he's going to be taking on the Tony Stark mentor role, and it yeah. makes sense that since Peter Parker is in another country, that they'll want to use him for like an espionage mission. Yeah, that or that Shield and Nick. I mean, Fury that stealth suit to. looked so cool. Though. It looks great. All of Spider Man's new suits, they're so cool. I yeah, they've, they've looked really good. I've been really enjoying like seeing how they come up with the costume designs on them. Speaking of costume designs. I know we're talking a lot about Mysterio, but holy crap, <laughs> his costume is so perfect. Yeah. The fishbowl. The fishbowl was there. The I was so happy. The fishbowl is it. Oh, I, and I, you couldn't see through it. Oh, that made me the happiest. Yes. I was like, because yes, in all of these movies, you can't hide Jake Gyllenhaal's face for the most part. Like, I mean, you, there's just no It's Jake way. Gyllenhaal. You got to see him. Right. But in action, like when he's flying around fighting Hydro Man. Yeah, it has like the smoke in the helmet. Mm-hmm. So I was that like, way. oh, this just looks so good. I'm so glad superhero movies for the most part have finally gotten over that notion that like oh we can't make them look like the comic the books those are dorky cheesy. yeah it's like uh they don't yeah. have to be black latex <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah that's what we love you don't have to try and make them a weird kind of military cool version right. like green goblin and the first spider-man who are still it's still cool i still like him it but he looks kind of kind of even more ridiculous than what the uh, original green goblin looks like right 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 but yeah i don't know uh i know i'm always kind of not hating on but underwhelmed by marvel trailers no i'm kidding and (laughs) it is i completely admit that it's because it's spider-man but Mm -hmm. this is one of my favorite marvel trailers in quite some time yeah i've i've really dug this trailer overall i think it matches up with the tone that we got in the first one and i like that we're going to continue with that tone oh yeah and i and i'm really excited to see um peter parker be peter parker again like yeah after especially after infinity war and what we're probably gonna see in end game like i'm ready for another peter parker centric story with him 
interacting with other high schoolers yeah. and adjusting that budding to, romance like, with MJ. Up. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna like MJ a lot more in this one than I did in the last one. I mean, yeah, I mean, was, she just wasn't she was in still it enough. Good, but it's not what I've grown to know as Mary Jane, and I oh, think of that's just not. that's just yeah. something I'm gonna have to get used to. Yeah, same it's with just, everybody. Yeah, uh, but I feel like this one could be change my mind even more. I don't know if. Peter and MJ's romance could be as beautiful as Happy Hogan and Aunt May's, though. I, I, you said you wanted to ship it, and I don't blame you. Oh man, I didn't know I needed that. I mean, that was so funny. <laughs> but it makes they me, deserve each other. It makes me wonder about uh, the Aunt May and who Uncle Ben looked like. Like who, who? What was the version of Uncle Ben that? Was it she, like a Happy Hogan similar type thing? She just sees thing? what's on the inside. Yeah, I mean, which is great, <laughs> awesome. I just don't know if it's like a Happy Hogan. Uh, type or if it's like this chiseled John Cena type. And yeah, I did the whole I did the whole chiseled Greek god thing. Yeah, I Uncle want Ben is awesome. I want some a little cuddlier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Happy Hogan! It's <laughs> my favorite thing. Yeah, uh, I was. Yeah, I. One thing that I am wondering though is, are they going to push uh, like a dilemma between Peter and? And May now that she knows like he's Spider Man or is she? Just I don't know because this trailer it? just kind of that's what I meant kind of by the time jump because obviously the first one ends right when she finds out. Yeah, she's like, oh my god, what? And then this one, the trailer starts up and she's like, you did so good, mm-hmm. you know, talking she's to like, him I'm after happy he. You're Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm so I, proud of you. I'm I'm kind of fine with it, but I wouldn't mind a little bit it's of like, I mean, she's, he's still like basically your son, like. Yeah. You can't be this okay with it. You got to fear for his life. Yeah. I mean, at the end, you nearly dropped the F-bomb of a PG-13 movie. Like, that's pretty serious. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sure we'll... I'm sure we'll see, you know. you can. There's only so many sh- uh, scenes you can show in a trailer. I mean, that's true, too. But just based on th- that one scene in particular in the teaser, like, it makes me wonder if we're not going to have that. Because I feel like that could be really good stuff. Yeah, just they just kind of gloss two. over and be like, yeah, she was angry for a long time, but now she's over it. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like we could still use a bit more of the type of relationship that those two have, as well as dive a little into uh, Peter's origin story and talk a little bit more about Uncle Ben. You, I mean, yeah. you don't need to show like flashbacks of Uncle Yeah, everybody ben. knows the origin story. Right, we, but... we, we over, we're over it, we're good, but at least like bring it up, because it is a huge part of what makes him Spider-Man. I wonder if she'll have ever found out that he died. And then came back. Oh, I thought you meant Uncle Ben. I was like, oh, I feel no, no, like no. that's a given. Like, did you know that Peter died? Did you know he disintegrated in Iron Man's arms? What if <laughs> What if she also disintegrated and they have oh. no idea anyway? That's a good point. And Peter's just like, just don't say anything. Yeah, that's that's weird too. Like, Never tell go, her that I died. How do you go um, back to normal <laughs> routine of civilization after half the world dies i don't know but peter seems to be doing okay for himself Everyone after coming back okay yeah because i guess nick fury disintegrated too and he came back and he's like hey back to shield stuff <laughs> just get right yeah, get right back to it thanos is beaten but now there's a new thing yeah thanos <laughs> is beaten, but now we have this sad man guy this hydro man <laughs> oh man but i don't know i just more spider-man the the more the merrier. Yeah, more it. the merrier for us, that's for sure. And overall, this trailer is pretty darn good, I think. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a great job by Marvel and by Sony. Yeah. Cuz they're still they're still doing that deal. They're still working on it. Oh, I'm just so excited for that Mysterio thing now. Mysterio. I don't want to get my hopes up too high in case that's not how it actually is, but I think you're onto something. I I feel like <laughs> I am. I'm a pretty smart guy. Uh so guys, uh that wraps up 
our podcast for the day. Uh, if you want to see the trailer to Spider-Man or if you want to see uh, more about who won at the Critics' Choice or more about uh, the Christopher McQuarrie deal with Paramount, uh, go on to silverscreeninsider.com. All of that is there. There's also great stuff other than that that we have. So please check it out and uh, tell everyone that you know that about this podcast, about the site. Uh, we will really appreciate it. Call to action. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, though. Um, all, all right then. Uh, other than that, though, we'll see. We'll not see you guys, but we'll talk to you guys next time. Yeah. Hopefully Friday. All right. Bye. Have a good one.